everybody, and welcome to the Disruptability Podcast. Today, we're talking to Alan Crockwell, who works for the COPE Foundation. Alan set up Ireland's first mixed ability rugby team, Sunday's Well Rebels, here in Cork. He also chairs the IRFU Disability Working Group. Today, Alan is going to tell us all about mixed ability sport and the International Mixed Ability Rugby Tournament, which is coming to Cork in June 2020. Thank you for listening. Today, I am absolutely delighted to welcome Alan Crockwell, who is the man who's bringing the International Mixed Ability Rugby Tournament to Cork. Welcome. <laughs> Claire, thanks very much. That's a lovely introduction. Uh, I suppose, uh, you know, I, I I am, you know, bringing a tournament to Cork, but yeah. obviously there's a team behind me and there's a team of people that have always been behind in terms of support of uh this whole big movement around mixed ability sports which is a, a really exciting thing in terms of you know offering sport back to to people uh, from a from a purely from a social and a recreational point of view you know if you think of sport and you think of um especially very timely six nations rugby mm. you know it's the one percent who are elite and who are the professionals and who you know who are contracted players and playing at top level but 99% of us, we're not that elite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we just are, uh, we, all, we may think we we're, we're want to be heroes and we thought we were very good at one stage or we, we maybe never tried a sport or would like to be involved. And I suppose mm. what what I'm, what I'm this whole international mixed ability tournament is, it's about bringing um, the idea that people with and without disabilities can be on the same field mm. uh, without major adaptations of rules or regulations so you're, what you're doing is essentially is you're not categorizing people mm. so you're not putting somebody into a um, a box and labeling saying you can only do certain amounts of this activity just let it let it run just play it play the game the way it's supposed to be played or enjoy the activity the way it's supposed to be enjoyed Brilliant. and have a shared experience with that and, and i think that's what it is and i suppose i i kind of um explain what mixed abilities at rugby is yeah. uh, primarily is how we started um my day job i work in cope foundation mm-hmm. um i manage community-based services called community hubs and mm-hmm. they're generally for people who are you know leaving school and going coming into early adulthood adulthood and you know looking at kind of you know what are they going to do socially what are they going to do for um education what are they going to do for um work mm-hmm. so them three big areas it's the same as anybody say in their in their early 20s or, or all of us yes. did it so it's that real uh, space of discovery um i'm involved in and uh, it's very enjoyable and what age group now are um, these group of students so they're young adults mm. anything from over 20 21 mm-hmm. going right up to we've no there's no age range really but generally the, the people that we've been supporting in the community-based services have been kind of coming at us from that age so we're we're getting a lot of enthusiastic young people you know who are technologically probably the most advanced mm-hmm. um in terms of people with learning difficulties mm-hmm. um who have a wide broad range of interests and what's fantastic is is uh i've seen over my years of working in the area is is the level of um how would you say how do you put this the level of understanding and value that people have on themselves mm-hmm. with disabilities is really shining 
it's really shiny. You think it's increasing I, now? I think it is yeah. in terms of yeah. um, the, there's an understanding that, like, you know, uh, for I give you an example. Okay, we would have done um, work shadow, job shadow days. Mm. And one of my colleagues, Marion Hennessy, she runs a ability, ability work program with us. And I was having a conversation with Marion one day about one particular individual. And I just said, you know what? He did his work job shadow this year, but he asked for a job and he asked for work. The year before, he was just happy to get a voucher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was a change in mindset of, of that individual. It's like, you know what? I'm not just here just to fill a couple of hours and, and you know, and to be a tokenistic person uh, with disabilities who's on a job shadow. I'm. But you see, it's us yeah. believing, us yeah. people uh, with disabilities, us believing that we are valuable. Yeah. And that's what I love about what Caroline Casey and the Valuable 500 is doing yeah. on a global scale, telling companies, yeah. telling businesses, we are a valuable group of people. We're 20% of the global yeah. population. Don't forget about us. No. You know, so uh, it's great to see that younger people are now realizing oh, they are very valuable. So. I'm yeah. delighted. Yeah. yeah so like, great. I mean, that's part of our, our work that we do within the yeah. organization. And, and I'm sure Marion would love to come on and some of the guys would love to come on to you again. If, I if will, you have definitely. Them. Oh, 100 percent. I'm sure Absolutely. I, I, I can. Yeah. I, I'm sure Marion, I can drop her an email. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, but like, think about that. And I'll then think about sport. Yes. And in my work, you know, I was looking at a cohort of guys at the time, big, physically strong guys, you know, who were working in a woodwork department, you know, who constantly, because I'm uh, from Banlasloe and County Galway, mm. were constantly uh, getting on to me about being a conic supporter in, in the Munster heartland of, of Cork rugby, you know. Mm. So I was getting grief off them the whole time. Uh, I said, you know what, these guys, they need to know what it's like to play this game. Mm. Um, and I read an article uh, in Rugby World magazine and that article is probably the catalyst for change within, uh, maybe possibly within sport within Ireland. You never know where this is going to go in yeah. terms of how it's going to shape the future of how sporting organisations, governing bodies actually look at how they engage with people with disabilities within their own sports. Um, so that article, you know what, it was just two pictures really stood out in my mind. One was guys clearly who had... Uh, disabilities um alongside rugby players who clearly didn't mm. and just covered in mud mm. and the other one was a social scene in back in the clubhouse mm. and i just thought of the two guys danny and james they're uh one guy's the size as peter stringer the other guy's as, as big as paul o'connell and i just thought you know what these guys need to play rugby and i went to them i said lads what do you think of this and this is how it really and i showed them the article and one of the things that one of the guys said, as long as I'm not pulling shorts off strings, I'll play. I want to play real rugby or no rugby at all. And you know what? That was a real strong cue or a message to say, you're either doing this right or you're not doing it at all. You know, don't don't just be tokenistic with this. The guys want to play the game. Yeah. And that's it. And that that's essentially it is the, the nub of... Uh, Mixed you, ability where sports. your idea yeah. got it so it's yeah. already running in other countries is it and yeah. ireland has participated in so other... like back, back in 2013 2014 i would have picked up on that article and you know saw the teams that were there saw the clubs and i just reached out to them i i reached out on to them and contacted and you know did all the google searches dropped emails introduced myself and actually went over to england um to um, Bradford and watched Bradford and Bingley Bumblebees and Colletley Warriors 
uh, a Welsh team and an English team play. Um, went over with, at the time, two colleagues of mine. Uh, one was a, a physio and the other guy was a nurse, uh, Ray Dennehy and Connor Farrell. And we went over and Connor had been playing with the seniors uh, club in Sunday as well. Um, and he also was ex, uh, I think he, he turned your up in Dublin, you know, physio, really into his rugby. And Ray, Ray Dennehy, you know, uh, an intellectual disability nurse, you know, he, he spent his life playing rugby, say, out in Muscari and, you know, he was very involved, but had gone away from sport altogether. Never thought, never thought this would come back into his life again, I would, I would think. Um, we went and we spent a weekend in Bradford and we just met, talked, people left with loads of contacts mm. and came back. And before that, we had, we had already gone to um, Sunday as well, uh, RFC, um, through a friend of mine, Lee Marr. Um, Lee Marr, um, the real story is we met in Silver Springs swimming pool. Lee was training for uh, to swim the English Channel at the time. And I said, I knew he had a kid playing in, in Sunday as well. I said, Liam, what do you think of this idea? Do you think Sunday as well would, be invo- would like to get involved or something like that? Yeah. So he went back then to Ralph O'Leary, who was on the, the committee. Um, and he brought it to, to the, the, the executive of the club. Uh, and just something, I don't know, it was like blind faith or something, but something clicked with all the, the members within the club. And it wasn't that like, they had loads of information about this. They had none. They were basing it on the information that I had found out about it. And they said, you know what, this is the right thing to do. And that seems to be the theme that's run across the yeah. club and uh, the executive. Yeah. It's the right thing. It's just the right that's thing. It. And, that, and that's it. And yeah. there's no more to it. Yeah. And I don't know how much more thought process was put into it. Um, and I'm amazed. I am like, you know, from somebody who's working in the area of disabilities and, you know, trying to push people out of service land, out the gate. Yeah. You know, like obviously, you know, Cope Foundation is a very large organization mm-hmm. and, you know, very, you know, we have support people from a wide range of ages and range of abilities. But community sometimes isn't ready for everybody to go out there and be out there. OK, the wider community yeah, the is wider it the big com- society. Yeah, OK, without yeah. like, you know, without yeah. showing examples of how it actually works so they can get the confidence to say oh yeah grand so there's always skepticism and and you know uncertainty well it's a transition yeah. isn't it you know it's, massive it's transition. like whether it's from primary to yeah. secondary and secondary yeah. to further education or yeah. then community-based education and yeah. then out it's a, so so it's all of that yeah. so like i mean th- that experience and then having the experience of sunday as well uh rugby club and just for people who have little or no knowledge of disabilities or you know, risk assessments or any of that kind of, uh, all the, the stuff that follows somebody with a disability. Mm. Uh, as I say, that they, you know, you, when you have a disability, you, you, you tend to end up becoming a folder somewhere. Your details are on a folder, they're in a file, they're in, you know, they're attached to some sort of a spreadsheet or something. Mm. You know, there's so much documentation, on it, but you're not just let live, you know, and this is a real experience within a club to just, yeah, just let them play rugby, let people play rugby. Great. Uh, and that's been very empowering. Um, and I suppose, you know, it's the same as if you're, if somebody is going into a business and, and, and has a disability, you know, they have worth and they have value and they can add value to the business. And what, what the people, what people have that engage or with the mixability team, they brought massive value to the club. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gone from having 13 players turg out 
in back in February, a, a, a day like today, uh, snowy, rainy day, rainy, cold um, and wet, yeah, <laughs> in 2014, to nearly having almost 60 players registered uh, with Sunday's Well Rebels, you know. And, and is and, Sunday's Well Rebels, is that the mixed ability team? Yeah, we, we, okay. we, we put a name on ourselves called the yeah. Rebels. Yeah. Uh, I suppose being a Cork team, yes. uh, being the very first mixed ability team yeah. in Ireland, and not necessarily having the full blessing acknowledgement of the powers that be at the time we we uh, we we started out. We just thought, you know, rebels is a great name. It's perfect for Cork, yeah, and yeah. now you have your Cork passport. Yeah. You're allowed, like, to uh, give yeah. a name we're, like we're, that. We're, st- we're still working on that with me. I don't know whether I'll be let out. Yeah. But that's the kind of you know the, the the spirit of you know if you if you want to show ability, you know if you want to, you have to create something in order for somebody to see abilities and that's the thing so that's what mixed ability has done okay. mixed ability rugby has done it's created that platform that people can just show what they can do brilliant yeah. so that's in cork is yeah. it anywhere else do we have any other mixed ability we rugby do. teams yeah. in um, so since our inception i suppose we went on we won the world cup in 2015 we competed in the second work uh, mixed ability world tournament in the first one was in bradford in england um, the second one was in Victoria in, in Spain in 2017. We got to the final of that. Unfortunately, beaten by the Argentinians, a very strong Argentinian contingent. Okay. So now that we're, we're on the, we're looking, we're uh, near off 100 days to go to, to the uh, actual, our own tournament, the third edition of the Mixed Ability uh, uh, International Tournament. Um, we now have the backing of the IRFU, which is fantastic. Um, we worked with, spirit uh, of rugby um, project within the RFU and we, we developed a, a pilot and we, we that helped to start a team in Belfast Malone Tornadoes and a team in, in Dublin De La Salle uh, Parmesan Hawks um, and it's great Cork has really taken the lead here in this because we have the West Cork Jesters a fantastic bunch of, uh, of men and women down in around the West Cork area. We played them in a game in Clannacilty there over the weekend yeah. uh, with the Clannacilty veterans. Um, and we also have for the for the first time we actually have a, uh, the first very first ladies team, um, Ballancolic Trailblazers, and they're you know they're attached to Ballancolic Rugby Club. Yeah. Um, so this tournament coming, there'll be over a thousand players right. from twenty eight teams. 14 different countries and four of them teams will be uh our women's teams so the first ever women's tournament will be held uh, in imark cork 2020 Fantastic. so it's it's just it's just a grow it's just a reflection of one the demand and and two just in terms of you know it, it's it's support mixed ability can transfer into every part of sport and the appetite and i suppose the guys, my the guys that we played, we were coming back to say into the day services or wherever, and they were talking about their tours and their trips and the matches away. And I suppose the ladies that were there were kind of getting, hmm, why can't we do this? And uh, why not? And that's yeah, it. So yeah. it, there's a great bunch of them there, and really looking forward to that to that happening and that tournament happening. And you've touched on a couple of things there. Yeah. I mean, you said the demand is there. Yeah. You know, um, society is changing. Yeah. We're becoming much more inclusive. And it's not just in sport, it's in the workplace, yeah. it's in education, it's everywhere. So how can this translate, say, into the workplace? You're saying that they get a lot more confidence when they're going out to so, work because like they're involved some in of the, sport. The real life examples that we have from our own team have been that they, um, you know, a lot of the guys have jobs you now. Right. You know, they're, they're in employment, yeah. in various different employment. And I, I suppose part of that will be obviously the work that, you know, the, the, with, in conjunction with... Um, 
the service providers, like the co-foundation and the employability programs, but also their the confidence that they've built from just being around uh, in in a what you call a mainstream setting, if you want yeah. to say that and word. And social situations. And, and social yeah. situations, yeah. the clubhouse afterwards, going to senior matches, you know, supporting, being a member. I think if that's what it is, if, if you look at, if you walk down College Road here and you'll see how many crests are you going to see on people's tops. They'll be from whatever village or GA team they're from, mm. from where they are from home, or it'll be UCC or it'll be whatever. People like to be associated identity. and identified. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and that, that sense of belonging um, is very important. And if you're, if you're from a marginalised group or if you, if you have a barrier, um, you know, you don't always get that opportunity to, to, to be belong or to, to be a member of something. It's harder for you to have a wide circle of friends uh, bar those within your, 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 your immediate peer group. And if, and if you've grown in and, and gone to a special school or gone to a, 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 are attached to a service, well, in general, most of your friends are probably going to have disabilities. So this is just blowing that out of the water, um, you know, in terms of there's a larger circle of support there. There's, there's been friendships that have built off the field, you know, built on the field, have gone off the field in terms of, you know, we, guys who've, I know one particular guy who is now working with one of the lads on the, the he works for his um, courier company a couple of days a week. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he'd have had the confidence to, to employ if he didn't know him on the pitch, you know, because same chap would have um, speech speech difficulties and would be very difficult to understand, you know, yeah. but he's a great worker. I, I there's so again, I'm just like, I love everything you're yeah. saying around this. And that's why when you got in contact with me, I was like, we have to talk and we have mm. to do a podcast around this because Inclusive Cork is all about building community and unity. Yeah. And these are the way to do it. Yeah. And it's not waiting for government no. initiatives or anything like that. I always say inclusion begins with I. And it's about yeah. us, each of us as individuals, doing something that is good for the community. Yeah. But it's also very good for our mental health. Massive. Isn't um, it? Do you want to talk a little bit about so, that? So, like, I, I suppose from the... Um, I One thing that really amazes me about inclusion and about people... Um, interacting with people with disabilities for probably the first time in, in, in a in, in a meaningful way you know um because i suppose you know most people probably don't have any need or interaction with somebody unless they immediately know them um is that barrier is that little uh, inhibition that that goes you know the, the sense of spontaneity and fun that comes back into their own lives so that how i describe that is we have a game of three halves the first two halves on the pitch the third half is inside in the clubhouse or the bar or wherever the social aspect is and you know if the music is on it's just innate in some of the lads just to get up and dance or sing or whatever mm-hmm. and it's so alien for some of the younger guys that are on our team that don't have disabilities to see that you know that they're living really kind of insta lives that they have to be you know you know have to act a certain way can't be uncomfortable or uncool but that that then has really had a massive impact on them in terms of, you know, they don't realise, you know, Jesus, it's a short life, just live yeah. it. How to let your hair down without uh, 10 pints. Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. Just have fun. And, yeah. and, and be yeah. in the moment and not worry about yeah. kind of, uh, because certainly the lads that I play with on, on, on our team, the, the Rebels, they know how to party, they know how to have fun, they know how to yeah. play, they know how to train. Yeah. But it's just that little essence, that's the magic. That is the real magic yeah. to me. And when I see some of the, the guys out there, uh, 
who who just for for no apparent reason just keep coming back to to, to they've no uh like i suppose my motivation is it's it's my line of work as well yeah. too you know professionally but there are most majority of the guys that have come back to play the, with the rebels that were attached to the club or have never played rugby before and come play rugby with us you know they've no other reason to be there other than rugby they're not right. there as volunteers and i think that's the important part and that's what i like you're changing a narrative yeah. a little bit because yeah. often with disability it's about yeah. oh able-bodied people always yeah. having you know the charity yeah. or um tragedy and sympathy yeah. and that we're doing it and we're always yeah. giving but actually you're saying it's a two-way oh, relationship massive and it's even, that you no, will get even, out as more, more it's more the other way okay it, I, I feel that that's my own like mm. I, th- I think it's more for the person who doesn't have the disability they were getting far more out of it mm. um we would have started off and we would have had narrative and words around kind of a, we would have player and player facilitator. Um, and the idea of the facilitator was an experienced player, you know, who may have played with the club or knew how to play rugby. We, we got to the stage, I think we, we matured as a team ourselves and we realised, no, nah, we don't need to call a person a player facilitator. So we changed all our, all our documentation. We changed everything. We just threw it out and said, there's players. Because I suppose in some some cases, some of the guys that were had disabilities started to know rugby and learn rugby and picked it up a lot quicker than some people or were better at some things that, that those who don't have disabilities were, uh, you know. And so we just leveled it. We just leveled all of that. Um, so you have a toolkit now. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. So can we translate what you've learned in Sunday's Well Rugby and with all the other teams mm. around Ireland and with mixed ability yeah. rugby tournaments all over the world yeah. can we take that toolkit and translate it into soccer and GAA and 100%, tennis and, okay, 100% talk to us we, about we that. worked um, on a on a, um, a Erasmus Plus project uh, with uh, a number of partners uh, University of Salamanca uh, mixed ability sports international who are uh, a, sport, a sports based charitable company in, in the UK the Italian Rugby Federation and Spanish Rugby Federation and Rugby Flanders on designing uh, the, the guide, mixed ability rugby guide, but also the toolkit to how this transfers over and case studies. And we've, you know, we're just finishing that project now, but we have our, our brilliant uh, outcomes. We have documentation that we're, we can share, we can send out and I'll, I can I can link that to, towards wherever it was. But the, the idea is that what we've done with rugby, we're able to just pinch everything that we've done right put it into the transferability toolkit and then go to another sport. So in England, we have, there's mixed ability rowing, mixed ability boxing, mixed ability swimming sessions, mixed ability runs. Um, when we're, in, as part of our IMART Cork 2020, we're also hosting a mixed ability week. So that will include, we will be doing uh, taster sessions okay, of brilliant. sports. So we'll be working with uh, boxing, rowing, uh, running and uh, a sport called kinball that I find difficult to explain but apparently it's all about it's a big large beach ball you have to move from one side to the other everybody has their hands on it so it's about how do you be inclusive of getting one side of the room to the other regardless of who's on your team um, so we, we'll be showcasing them during during that week we'll also be doing um, uh, workshops around the area of mixed ability and risk and all, all that and how you how you look and view risk do you view risk as um, an asset you know you know what's the what you know or do you view risk as purely risk 
you know what's the detriment of just looking at it as a risk or if you look at an asset like if you don't get if you're not active if you're not a member of something you know you're short in your lifespan you're, you're not going to be around forever because you're going to going to you know there's associated illnesses around you know anxiety depressions mental health issues you know inactivity and I suppose if you look at the obesity levels within people in the population in Western world and you look at the and then you look at somebody with a disability who automatically has a barrier to enter into to do anything about it well they're you know okay so this is good for all society it's yes. good for the, the hse should be thrilled that you're running this in yeah. cork and just from what you're saying there this is all happening in cork yes yeah, so this june seven what are the dates? seven to the 12th of june our right. opening ceremony is the seventh match days are in irish independent park on the the monday the tuesday on the wednesday we actually have we're hosting an international conference so that conference is about um bringing the mixed ability model through to health and to business. You'd be delighted to, to hear that, that we've, yes. so what we've, what, since we started, you know, going about kind of um, promoting this event and we were lucky enough to receive European funding uh, based on um, Horizons Plus, the big event. Um, so that helped us, you know, we still have to, we're closing the gap because it's, it's kind of a, a park fund that you, you have to raise so much to, to release your funds so part of our obligations is to host this this um conference um it's not really an obligation really we, we wanted to do it anyway but we have um john flint he's ex hsbc uh, ceo coming over as speaker um john has been a, a really was a really strong advocate around their um global campaign around diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. um and you we had we have kathy carty she is uh manager of the chair unesco chair in uh, trilly it mm-hmm. um around disability and and physical education for people with disabilities so they hold the chair down there so she will be coming very excited to have her on board um we have a, a local solicitor michael milan from uh, ufflin exams uh, around the, the capacity bill and you know discussing that in, in relation to you know consent uh, people you know I, I choose to play i want to play and how do you actually you know how do you know that that you know the person has the people have the right to do that and yeah. it's about kind of you know not having barriers to support for people the conference sounds yeah. fantastic and what do you need from businesses so we're here in cork in ireland oh yeah right yeah. very an inclusive a huge opportunity for business yeah, to get like, involved in this so what what can businesses do i suppose we're at the from a like if if i'm being uh, selfish in terms of cork cork is a in a very very strong position now in terms of the people that are around yourself and the likes of Jeremy Crosby and you know in terms of diversity and inclusion and uh, uh, what companies are doing and they're, they're all you're, we're all looking around at each other we do need to get ourselves organized a little bit more in mm-hmm. terms of uh, but we will be global leaders yeah. in inclusion it's all going to be good for oh, work yes yeah. <laughs> it, it, more certainly uh, and like we have the sporting aspect I suppose we do have um, a, a gap in terms of our funding you know our model is based on um we need to raise money so we are happy now and we've been pounding the pavements and going out to corporates and um you know we're delighted to have sponsors like permanent tsb on board you know um vmware uh heineken you know Pernod rickard you know some of the brilliant some of the big some great brands great names musgraves yeah. you know some of these good brands on board and you know we're in talks with like the vodafone and, and and stuff like that you know and, and facebook have come on board with us around kind of you know what they can do for us we we held our live drop and facebook uh, hq so like 
everybody knows that this is this is something that like is good to get involved in mm-hmm. uh, and i suppose the main thing here is the legacy all right i suppose that we have the funding gap we do we are appealing to, to companies out there to get on board with us you know and help us out in that way and we will you know we have volunteer opportunities for for people in, in terms of uh you know if they want to get their companies involved we you know this is a genuine international sporting event oh, so it's gonna be need, huge yeah, it, yeah you know um putting your 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 company name to this it, it is a, a big stamp of le- action you know Brilliant. um gone are the days of kind of you know where you know a, a, a service or a disability service builds a wall and, and people come in and paint it i think them days are gone yeah. You know, if you want to really be involved in inclusion and diversity, do something about it. So, yeah. and it has to be real. It has yeah. to be authentic. And this is yeah. authentic. This is like yes. we're playing. We're playing sport. Yeah. Where can people get more information? So, so more information. These companies, if yeah. they want to get involved, so they can contact uh, the contact us through our website www.imartworldcup.org. Um, and obviously, look if if we're on social media, mm-hmm. um, Facebook, Imart World Cup. Um, you know, you and I'll put it out there with yeah. all my inclusive code um, stuff as well. And they can, yeah. you know, I, I'm on social media myself, and the Brilliant. Alan Crawford, you can LinkedIn message, whatever you know needs yeah. to happen. But uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic, really exciting. Um, it's going to be a good summer. Um, it's going to be a great start yeah, to the yeah. summer, Alan. And thank you yeah. so much for coming in today and telling us all about it thank on the Disruptability much. Podcast. Yeah. And it's going to get out there and it's, we're going to just have a fantastic, fantastic. week. Fantastic. And I hope yeah, we, we see you there over the weekend. Try and keep yeah. me away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My rugby career is That's starting it, yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. So the better looking out, you know, your guys in the home there, they'll be wondering, mum will have all the rugby lingo. They've all had their yeah. rugby career. Now it's my turn. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, bringing home, we're bringing over a plane over Argentinians for you. Be all right and, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. So, okay. Thank you thank so you very much. much. Take care. Thank you.